Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rampant Mumblings podcast with myself, Mark, from the Essential Mac, not the .com website, .co.uk, with two Labradors whilst walking up on the airfield. Today, well, it's more of what's going to be coming up in the next week. Edifier have sent me, sent me, I should say, more speakers to review, which look, um... Well, they look like devil's horns, to be honest. I've had them on the bench now for a couple of days. They don't sound too bad. I'm just sort of putting them through their paces. Nice separation, nice little bit of bass, enough to sort of set the desk trembling and the microphone to be wobbling even more. And I've got to say, not bad so far, but the only thing is they are a bit weak in the old volume department. Also during this week is the iRig iMic Cast from IK Multimedia, which is a little microphone that plugs into your iOS, Android, but I don't think your Windows device. Maybe that's because they haven't got an app for it yet, which will let you do enhanced quality recordings. It doesn't say in any app or if it's just in the one app, but it doesn't look too bad. So we'll be putting that for its paces, seeing how it fares on a slightly windy day. For the business card types out there who go into meetings and regularly swap those plastic bits of paper that are embossed, if you don't know what I mean, go and have a look at American Psycho with that brilliant scene of a load of high-powered businessmen all sat around comparing business cards. I've got an app in from a company called Sansan, and instead of relying on OCR recognition, you take a picture of the business card and they actually transcribe it for you but there's a little bit more to it than that, as they will let you share it collaboratively within a team. Now, as these guys are based over in China, I'm not entirely sure how comfortable I am with sort of giving out personal information to somewhere in a foreign country, but I suppose there's no real difference than if you give it to your secretary to type up or swap it with someone anyway, or share it over a bar with someone. So, you know, if you didn't want to give out your information, you shouldn't get out of a business card. And if it is private information, then don't give it out, I suppose, on that one. But as much as I've tried to stay away from it and I've tried not to talk about it, this week I have no choice because guess what? My Apple Watch is due to arrive with me tomorrow, a full three weeks ahead of schedule. And so A, I'm looking forward to getting my Apple Watch, but B, I'm also waiting for how people can turn this into some sort of delivery gate scandal you know it's going to happen there are going to be people that complain and say dear sirs i wish to complain in the strongest possible terms of you delivering my watch early i had planned a family vacation with my children based around me receiving my apple watch date and now i'm distraught that we're not going to be able to take this holiday because of the apple watch or some other nonsense where it's only a delivery but saying that our local supermarket gets complaints if the drivers turn up early so uh, you're not going to please half the people half of the time especially when it comes to apple stuff it seems i've got to say that not having an apple watch has probably just been as interesting as having an apple watch what with reading all the reviews there's been a lot of people saying that it's useless there's been a lot of people saying it's handy overall though i honestly don't know what to expect i mean obviously it's just a watch all it does right now is, from what I can tell, is basically a notification service. As I don't really like being bugged by notifications, is it actually going to be of any use to me? So, at least I can say I'm going to have seven days worth of content, because I am going to write about it every day, hopefully, if all goes to plan. That's if I have anything to write. 
Now that we've cleared up on the Mac and forth show that the Apple Watch does handle roundabouts and it will actually tap you the number of times to coincide with what exit. I had to think about that one then. It'll tap you the number of times to coincide with the exit. So if you need to take the fourth exit, it will tap you four times, then apparently tap you again as you get there for what Mark Barton said, uh, driving around in the mecca of roundabouts, Milton Keynes. That's been answered. So now I can sort of shift my attention to health. Is it going to integrate with Runkeeper? Now, Health kit's all right. Uh, I'm not a big particular fan of it, but maybe that's because it's been slightly underused, at least in my world. Uh, I still want to be able to track all of my activities at Runkeeper because that's where I've got all my historical data. So that's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to be testing it whilst out cycling to again see can I set up an exercise? What sort of data am I, am I going to get back from that? I have a good baseline model as well for my resting heart rate with the Fitbit, which I'm glad to see that since March the 30th, mine has dropped from 72 resting down to 69. Not much, but it's an improvement. And I put that down to walking and cycling. Although definitely not drinking less copious amounts of alcohol on a Friday night. Yes. So I don't think the Apple Watch is going to help with that one, unfortunately. If you're even somewhat of a semi-regular listener to the show, you would know that I'm obsessed with Siri at the moment. And I always have been, uh, but recently I've been obsessed with just how badly it's done any recognition at all. Which, according to a few people that I've asked, they've all said the same thing. That the... <laughs> Sorry about that last segment. It's one of the things whilst out walking, you're never going to uh, know what you're counting around the next corner. Uh, there was two horses just walking past me on this lovely, lovely sunny day. So like I said, um, Siri has taken a complete nosedive on the phone, but it seems to be spookishly accurate on the watch. So it makes you wonder if Apple have kind of tweaked an algorithm there. Now I know on the iPhone it has come up with more suggestions to sort of, you know, when he underlines it in blue, and that sort of suggests it might be asking me to train it up a little bit more, but that's slightly gutting because I've been using it for absolutely months and months and months to do a heck of a lot of work, and now I can't really trust it for anything. Well, I say not trust it for anything. I can certainly use it in the car, and let's face it, it's an amazing bit of tech that you can have your radio going with the window down and still shout out, hey Siri, call so-and-so, and it will do the job doesn't work so well with slightly long paragraphs of text or even a sentence at the moment so if I have to walk along looking like Dick Tracy talking into my watch just so I can get a bit more work done and post a review once a week then so be it it's a fair compromise or that will be interesting to see how it copes with a headwind scenario something that I'm faced with pretty much every day where I live Something else that's just come to mind is battery life, but not of the watch itself, because it seems to be a given now that it's at least going to last 12 hours a day with, let's say, fairly moderate usage, which, fair play, that's not bad for a device which is always doing something with Bluetooth. And let's face it, Bluetooth can be a bit shonky at the best of times. But instead, it's the battery of the phone. Um, this morning I had an interesting one where... The location services were on. It's like, okay, I don't think anything is using it. I had my Fitbit turned on, and all of a sudden, like within a couple of hours, the battery was just absolutely draining itself. Uh, and I have no idea why. Um, the only way I seem to be able to solve it is by turning off location services, even though it's pretty adamant saying that nothing is using the service. But uh, 
I don't know, I seem to have that little dreaded arrow in the screen more often than not, uh, despite my most valiant of efforts trying to stop applications using my, uh, my location. Which reminds me, why do they say always allow this application to use your location? Whereas some of them will say only allow this application to use your location whilst in usage. Because that sends out a very mixed message to me. It's like always allow, so you're going to track me. Is there anything I can find out about this in the app to say what the location is going to do exactly? If there is an app developer out there who can give me more information about Apple's terms and conditions about location services and whether or not apps are obligated to say something in the FAQ or terms and conditions, please let me know. And finally, and although the rampant mumblings haven't been published daily, last week I was on more than enough shows to hopefully cater for your Apple slash entertaining slash podcasting needs. The week before last, I was on a four-hour extravaganza of the Deeper Look podcast with Peter. This week, I've been on the Mac and Forth show. So if you haven't heard any of, the sh- heard any of those shows, I have to say, just go and search them on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all the other channels so you can get your daily fix of, well, why not add another podcast to your list? You probably haven't got enough already, have you? So with 30 seconds left to go, all that remains for me to say is you can catch my writings, ramblings, and reviews over on EssentialMac.co.uk. You can keep up to date with me on Twitter at OceanSpeed. And until the next time, with 15 seconds to go, ta-da, everyone. Ta-da.